Before we look into God's word, let us speak with him, come before him in prayer once more. Heavenly Father, we come this morning before you, not as clever and wise people, but foolish people, and in desperate need of your Holy Spirit to help us to understand your word. Lord, we pray that you may give us your Holy Spirit in abundance this morning. May he enlighten our minds as we look at your word. May he speak through me that these words that I utter may not be my words, but they may be the Holy Spirit's words, your words, O Lord. And they may convict us this morning to follow you all the more faithfully so that we, on that day when we come before you, you will say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we all, I think, know what treasure is from a very young age. We uh, come across stories about treasure and so it may be pirates where they amass large amounts of wealth uh, and even in comics we see this. Uh, When I was very little I used to read Donald Duck comics. I didn't have a television so I couldn't watch him on TV with cartoons but I had the comics. And I, didn't, I wasn't so much interested in Donald, I was more interested in Uncle Scrooge. He was my favourite of the, the characters in the Donald Duck comics because he was the one that had all the money. He had lots of treasure, he had lots of possessions and he didn't just have many possessions and a lovely uh, house that he lived in and lovely cars. He had huge amounts of cash. He didn't have it banked, he had his own bank and he used to swim in his money bank. That was one of my favourite parts of the, of the comics when I'd see pictures of him and he'd have like a diving board and he had the money pit, his pool of money and he'd jump off it and swim through his money. He had that much treasure that he could actually swim in it. Now I used to think that it would be pretty hard hitting your head against coins uh, but yeah, he had the coins there but he had notes as well and so I thought if I was to do that, have that much money, I would have notes in my money pool, my money swimming pool, and I would jump off and swim through the notes. From a very young age, we are attracted to treasure. We're attracted to the fine things that treasure uh, buys and we're attracted to the treasure itself of money. And Jesus speaks about treasure as well. We've been working through the Sermon on the Mount for a number of weeks now and we've come to this section where it's concerned with money and particularly today, the verses 19 through to verse 21 of Matthew chapter 6 where it speaks about treasure, about different types of treasure. And so if you've got a a Bible there, it would be good to have that open to Matthew chapter 6 and we're looking at verses 19 through to verse 21. That's page 960 of the Black Church Pew Bibles. And Jesus in this passage, he outlines two types of treasure. And they're my two main points this morning that we'll be looking at, the two types of treasure. And firstly, Jesus speaks about earthly treasure. And so that's my first main point this morning. What is earthly treasure? Because we see it described there in verse 19. Verse 19 of Matthew chapter 6, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Jesus mentions earthly treasure, treasure that is on earth. What is earthly treasure then? Well, it's those kinds of things that Scrooge McDuck had all around him all the time. It is money, 
in vast amounts where you actually have excess money, it's not money that you need for the things that are in your life that are necessities, it is money that is in excess around you. And then that money buys things that are basically assets. They're expensive possessions that aren't necessarily things that you need but have come through money. And if you got into desperate times, you could hock them, you could sell them off because they aren't uh, necessities in your life. And so they can be uh, many things in the world. I mean, you've just got to watch television for a short amount of time or read a magazine and you'll see ads for many fine things that are there that aren't necessities but are luxuries. They're treasures that we have on earth. And so that can be fine clothes, uh, nice suits, uh, nice dresses, expensive items of clothing. It can be expensive furniture, so really nice furniture. You aren't... um, sitting on on two sort of chairs with a cardboard box for a a coffee table. Uh, You are there with this lovely oak dining table that is very expensive and vastly superior to any other table that you could have purchased at Ikea. It is something that is really expensive. It is a lovely, treasurable item. Costly cars. Uh, There are many cars that are well above most of our pay grades, which would be seen to be items of great treasure. Um, Expensive homes, uh, big mansions, castles where you have 12 bedrooms and it's just you living there. Uh, You have all these bedrooms there and it's this massive mansion. Uh, It is a treasurable item to have a a massive home even if you aren't using all the rooms. Jewellery is seen to be a treasure so all the pirate um, stories have always got lots of jewels. I never really see the, the point of jewels so much, and, uh, but women seem to have a, a particular attraction to, to them. Diamonds are a girl's best friend, aren't they? I don't understand. Uh, I, I always think that why don't you just buy fake ones? Like they, they, they look the same to me. What's the purpose of spending all that money on a fine jewel that costs um, so much more when a, a fake diamond would look very similar? Uh, hi-fi equipment. Some people have these surround uh, systems that are huge and, and uh, uh, massive TVs that are, are great treasures and, uh, and I see them in movies but that's as close as I generally come to them. Uh, computers, you can get these monster computers. If I was to have a lot of money, excess money, I'd probably spend a lot of it on a very, very powerful computer system. Go for the latest thing that um, you could possibly buy, the, the most expensive computer. These are the things that earthly treasures are. Money and then all these assets, these expensive fine things that we can purchase that are well beyond what we need. But one thing that people underestimate about earthly treasure is something that Jesus makes clear here, that earthly treasure is perishable, it is fading, it is easily lost. And that is drawn out for us in verse 19. Verse 19, Jesus says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. And then he gives a good reason why. Where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. You can have all this earthly treasure, but it is fading and perishing. And he gives three reasons why it can fade and perish. One is where moth destroys. And so the classic example with moth is fine clothes. They are attracted to expensive clothes that um, haven't been worn, are just sitting there hanging in the wardrobe, uh, amassed as treasure. They will bore their way and eat their way through. I've never experienced this with my clothes, but I 
it tends to be uh, an older generation has mothballs, which I've never purchased and never had in the house, uh, but uh, they are meant to repel uh, moths away. So there must be an experience with um, clothes of a bygone generation that the moths were particularly attracted to them. But moths in Jesus' day were uh, a, a destroyer of fine clothes, of those treasures that people often had in clothing. Rust is the other uh, example of something that destroys earthly treasure. Uh, The word rust there is basically a word for devouring, for eating. So rust can be a translation, but it could could mean other things as well, like rats uh, eating the grain. So you store up large amounts of grain, but animals will come in and constantly eat away at it, chip away that earthly treasure that you have. And then also he gives the example of thieves, Breaking in and stealing is another way that treasure is often lost. And the word break in there, in the Greek, it's kind of like, um, it means to dig through. And that comes from the, the, the security in those days of Jesus' time was very um, weak and the houses were built of mud, uh, baked, and so you could actually burrow through the walls. And people would often store their, their money in, the, in a box in the ground, uh, their treasures there, but people would dig it up, dig through the wall and then dig it up and take it. And so earthly treasure is fleeting in Jesus' day through moth, rust and thieves breaking in and stealing are three examples he gives. And although we have advanced in our security in our day, earthly treasure is still fleeting. It is still easily lost. And for the same reasons that, uh, that Jesus gives here of moths, animals will still destroy your earthly possessions. Animals and plants will still destroy them. There is, um, uh, it may be moths. I don't seem to have a problem with moths from the grace of God. Uh, but we've had rats over at the, the house here. We had one freak Jill out a bit, but it came in and it was wanting to eat um, our possessions, eat our food. It came into the kitchen. I, I think it smelt the food there. It will come in and devour if you don't watch out for it. Uh, wood-eating insects love lovely homes. Termites are a perpetual problem, particularly here in Australia. They will eat your precious home, no matter how secure you may make it. They are cunning little things that get past little membranes and all kinds of things that you may put down to, to prevent them. They will tunnel in and devour your home if you do not watch it. Your treasure in that mould... Uh, is one of those things that takes over homes as well and even my books, uh, which are a great treasure to me, um, can get mould on them in damp places and destroy them. Uh, it, just, it just comes through the air, latches on and starts to eat away at my treasured possessions. But then we also have rust is still a problem today. Vehicles are better. Uh, each generation they seem to improve, but rust is still a perpetual problem. If you have treasured possessions in boats, which is when you start to really have a lot of money, when you start to invest in boats, and I think that's uh, one way that celebrities are able to spend their money is they pour it into boats, but rust is still a problem for boats and rust is a problem for homes. Uh, it continues to come there and destroy the earthly treasure that we have in homes and thieves still break in as well. We may have better security today but the thieves as the security increases so does their cunning and their ability to break and overcome any security system that you have. Nothing is safe from thieves and I love those movies where they have it in really, um, they have their possessions in strong banks 
but somehow the criminal is able to get past all the security systems and still steal the treasure that is there in the bank. And then there are even other ways that Jesus hasn't mentioned that our treasure may be lost, our earthly treasure may be lost. Uh, Disasters, floods can really ruin a nice home that you have. Uh, Fires can come through. We saw that with Victoria, people just losing completely all that they had. Hurricanes, earthquakes, a good earthquake under your house will do severe structural damage and, uh, and you will be repairing it for a long time and, and using up your treasure on that. Hailstorms for precious cars are a terrible problem and for the, the houses as well. Jill was um, working at the hospital and um, one of the, there was a hailstorm came past and the only car that was damaged in the parking lot was this doctor's very expensive car. All the other cars, he looked around him, were completely undamaged but his car seemed to cop all the hail on top of his and so he was going to have to spend money to restore his precious treasure. And then we've got wear and tear. Uh, Things just continually break down. Uh, Your television set today that you prize and love, it will not be here in 50 years pretty much guaranteed. It will have broken down by that time. You may, have, you may have the ability to repair it numerous times, but eventually it will give up the ghost and it will be beyond repair. Uh, your computer will break down as well. Fences break down. Roofs begin to leak. Things just go through wear and tear. Things get outdated. Earthly treasure is fleeting in that sense. Entertainment systems are outdated. Computers you buy it the next year. There is something better on the market and that old computer that you have is no longer good enough because the programs are now power hungry and they just cannot run on your old computer. And money is not just stolen. It is always fleeting through a number of ways. Inflation continues to come. You get all your money, you put it under your mattress, hide it there. Eventually it will become worth less and less and less. Inflation continually eats away at it. Taxes will eat away at it. You invest it, banks fail. If we've learned anything from the global financial crisis of the last uh, year or so, it's been that banks can fail. None none of them are particularly secure. We had to have uh, Kevin Rudd stepped in and said, I will make sure that your deposits are safe. Banks are not as safe as we think they are. Stock markets can um, crash. Nothing is secure of all that money that you may have It is not going to last. It can perish. It can be lost. And then finally, the one way that treasure can be lost is of course you will one day die. And all that treasure that you have amassed, it will be lost. You can't take it with you. So your treasure might survive, but you will not. You will lose all that treasure that you have and leave this world as the way you came into it with nothing So once we consider earthly treasure, it seems to be something that is not worth bothering about. It is easily lost. Why would you chase after it? And that's what that passage from Ecclesiastes teaches so well. I love the book of Ecclesiastes for that reason, that it shows how futile it is to chase after all those things that the television set says you should be chasing after. They are so fleeting. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 that whole passage from uh, page 661 of the Church Pew Bibles. It says, uh, verse 13 of chapter 5, 
I have seen a grievous evil under the sun, wealth hoarded to the harm of its owner, or wealth lost through some misfortune, so that when he has a son there is nothing left for him. Naked a man comes from his mother's womb, and as he comes, so he departs. He takes nothing from his labour that he can carry in his hand. This too is a grievous evil, verse 16. As a man comes, so he departs. And what does he gain? Since he toils for the wind, all his days he eats in darkness with great frustration, affliction and anger. Earthly treasure is not really treasure at all. It is lost so, so easily. And Jesus makes that point so clear to us. So what do we do? If earthly treasure is a waste of time, what do we seek instead? Well, Jesus tells us in verse 20 what we should do. He says, But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. And so that leads me to my second main point. What is heavenly treasure? What is this heavenly treasure that Jesus tells us to store up? Well, we've got to be clear here. It is not salvation. It is not getting into heaven. We cannot somehow store up treasure that will enable us to get into heaven. Nothing we do in this life will give us eternal life, will get us into heaven. All the treasure that we may think we can amass here, it is not good enough. All the good works that you do are not good enough. The only way that you can have salvation, the only way you can have eternal life is by trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ for your death by repenting of your sins. That is the only way you can get into heaven. And if you're not a Christian and you're here this morning, let me be very clear about that with you. You may think that you have to do some good works in this life to make yourself right with God, to please God, so that when you get to that judgment day and God says, why should I let you into heaven, you can present all your good works. But God will not accept those. They're tainted with sin. All your rebellion cannot be atoned for, cannot be made up through your good works. Instead, the only thing that is good enough is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only way to heaven. There is no other way. And if you're not a Christian and you haven't repented of your sins, you haven't said sorry to God for what you have done and believed in Jesus' death, do it today. Stop thinking that treasures you amass in this world will get you into heaven, whether it be earthly treasure or whether it be uh, uh, good works before God. Do not trust in those. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly treasure is not salvation in Jesus. So what is it? What is this heavenly treasure that Jesus says we should store up? Well, it's an accumulation of some sort of wealth in heaven. I can't be quite clear about what it will be, uh, but it is mentioned again and again in scriptures that we can store up some sort of rewards for ourselves in heaven. And 1 Corinthians 3 is probably the best passage on this and making it quite clear that this is the case. And that's page 1129, 1129 of the Black Church Bibles. 1129, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through to verse 15. 1129, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10. 
It says, By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds. Paul is advising us, be careful how you build. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. So get your foundation, get your ticket to heaven through Jesus Christ, get him as your foundation. Then verse 12, if any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay or straw, his work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives, he will receive his reward. If what you've done is worthy of God, you will receive a reward. But if not, verse 15, if it is burned up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping through the flames. You can believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and then not do anything with your time and your money and you can be one who escapes just through the skin of your teeth. The, the, uh, you're just making it through the flames. But we should be amassing ourselves treasure that will last. When God comes with his fire and tests it, it will last and we will receive the reward that it speaks of in verse 14. Now what that is, I can't tell you uh, how that reward will be given out because you're into paradise and there's uh, no jealousy, there's no pride in heaven, those sins that we, we, um, we think of uh, as when people have great treasure, we're jealous of them and we like to have lots of treasure so that other people will be jealous of us and covet our things. That won't happen in heaven. So I don't know how it will happen but it will be wonderful because God will give us a great reward. So uh, I can't tell you, but it will be beyond your wildest expectations as to how that reward will come. And this is the best treasure. Why? Because it will last. It will last for eternity. What does Jesus say in Matthew 6, verse 20? Verse 20 of Matthew chapter 6, page 960, But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. That treasure that you amass for yourself in heaven, it will last for eternity. It will be there where there are, there's no inflation, there's no stock market crashes, thieves can't steal it, there is no wear and tear upon it. It will last forever. It is the treasure that is the best. That is the treasure we should be trying to amass. So how do you get that treasure? You want that treasure? Stop thinking about the earthly treasure. You want the heavenly treasure? Well, you use those perishable things that God has given you for obedience to him. You use those, that money that is fast fading in your life that you will leave behind for obedience to him. You use your time, which is here one day and gone the next. You use that for him. There is this great exchange rate that God has given us. He will take our fading things, our money and our time and our energy, and exchange them for eternal treasure. I like watching the exchange rate. I like watching the Australian dollar go up and down. Uh, because it means that I can import cheap books from America 
when, uh, when, it, uh, when it goes up high enough and so I'm quite interested in it. And so sometimes the Aussie dollar is good, sometimes the Aussie dollar is bad and so I have to stop buying and exchanging my money for American books. But God's exchange rate doesn't go up and down. It is always to your benefit. It is always a good exchange rate. He is always going to take your perishable things and exchange them for the imperishable, things that will last for eternity. So Jesus tells us, don't invest in the Aussie dollar, don't invest in the US dollar or the Japanese yen, invest in the dollar that will always last that will be there for eternity, for you to spend and spend and spend and enjoy again and again and again. So how do you do this? How do you amass this treasure? How do you do the exchange rate with God? Well, you take things like your time and exchange that with God through obedience to him. You be obedient to him and accumulate treasure Use your time to grow in knowledge of God. Spend time reading his word. That is exchange, you're on the stock market, you're exchanging with God. When you spend that perishing time that you have in growing in a knowledge of him, studying his word, studying good books that help you to understand God better, to help you mature in the Christian faith. Invest your time in praying to him. Exchange that perishing time for prayers with him and those prayers will be counted as treasure that will be handed back to you on that day. Invest your time in loving those Christian brothers and sisters that are around you in service of them, of helping them when they need help, caring for them, helping the church uh, with the different rosters that we have. When you clean the church, do a job that you think is you're, you're investing your time and energy here and it will never be forgotten. You will get a reward on that great day for every hour you put in. It is an investment opportunity to serve on the rosters. A wonderful investment opportunity because it goes on and on forever. That reward that you have will last. And invest your time in non-Christians, those around you who have never heard about Jesus Christ or are struggling to understand who he is and they are, earth, they are a treasure, a heavenly treasure that you will see in heaven. Wouldn't it be wonderful when you get to heaven to see all these people that are there as a result of your work, of your sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. They are a treasure for you in heaven and God will be pleased with you for investing your time and your money and your energy which are fast fading. He will reward you with dollars that last forever. And invest your money. Your money is perishing very quickly. Inflation keeps going. Uh, It keeps being lost through different ways. Invest it in God's church in obedience to him. Convert it to that heavenly dollar. Change it over. Give to the churches, give to churches like this, but also to churches throughout Australia and overseas, to the work of missionaries. Give your precious dollars that you count so precious but are fast fading. Give them to the poor, to those who need help. And every dollar that you exchange, it goes into heavenly treasure that you will have for eternity. 
Financial advisors are around us everywhere and telling us where we can invest our money and how we can best invest it so that it will be secure. Jesus Christ comes as a financial advisor to you today with the best financial advice. No advisor in the world can tell you that what you put your money to will be eternally secure except Jesus Christ. He has come from heaven and he can talk about heaven and what it will be like and he says every perishing dollar, every perishing bit of time that you have can be exchanged for eternal reward that will last forever. How do you know whether you have lots of heavenly treasure, whether you have been storing it up? Well, Jesus tells us with the last verse we'll look at this morning very briefly. Verse 21, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You want to know whether you have a lot of heavenly treasure? Think about where your heart is. When you go to bed, when you rise again, is your heart for Jesus Christ, for your God? Or is it concerned about the earthly treasures that are fast fading? Throughout the day, where is your heart? Where is it focused? When sins arise, temptations come, is your heart to serve those temptations, to commit error against God? Or is it to be faithful to him? and amass heavenly treasure for yourself. Where is your heart? Are you laying up treasure for yourself in heaven, going on to the great exchange rate with God and giving your perishable things for eternal treasure? Are you taking advantage of this great exchange rate? Are you making the most of your 70 odd years here on earth so that you have treasure for the next 50 billion trillion years and then another 50 billion trillion years after that? Think of all that you put your money into now in your 70 odd years. Think, will you be concerned about those treasures 50 billion trillion years down the track? Will you be concerned about it anymore? Or will you be enjoying that great reward that is still going, still going? You have invested so much in this life that you are enjoying so much more the life to come. Not to say that heaven won't be enjoyable. It will be a fantastic place even if you get through by the skin of your teeth If you get in as one escaping through flames, it will still be wonderful. But amass treasure for yourself in heaven. Take Jesus' words and apply them in your life. Exchange your perishable things for the imperishable. Let us speak now with our God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these words of Jesus that still speak to us today. Lord, we thank you for this promise that we can store up for ourselves treasure in heaven. Lord, help us to see the things that we so much treasure in this life, those earthly treasures. Help us to see them for what they are, that they are perishing, that they will not last, and help us to have our eyes fixed upon that heavenly treasure, the treasure that 
moth cannot touch, that rust cannot touch and that thieves cannot touch. Lord, help us to be focused upon you in all that we do. May our hearts be focused on our heavenly treasure and not earthly treasure. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.